Hi, my name is Amani Umieno, and this is the SEAL Team 2026 podcast, presented by Set Goalkeeper. This is going to be episode number two. We have just gotten out of playing our Nation League's games, and wow, um, I can definitely be honest in this situation and saying I am completely, completely satisfied and overjoyed. Um, overall, uh, two wins. Uh, ending up being top of the group, and we're going through the next round. Um, you know, as the mission continues, as our journey moving forward towards World Cup 2026 in the United States, Mexico, and Canada, these wins are important. These wins are extremely important. Um, I believe we must be able to show that we'll have dominance uh, going into this new World Cup even if we don't have to qualify, I want everything that we go into, may that be the Nations Leagues, may that be the Gold Cup, and I want to come out on top. I want to come out showing the world, this is who we are as the United States. We're number one in CONCACAF. So it starts off with this. Uh, overall, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful international break for the United States and our pool of players. I loved everyone that came through, and they played absolutely phenomenal. But let's get down to the game. Um, the first game that we had was against uh, Granada. 7-1. Right off the bat, I loved how quickly we were on quick how quickly we were to put pressure on Granada right away. To be honest, I felt like we were giving them the big brother or yeah, the big brother, little brother treatment, where we were just so much more superior, we were so much quicker, our movement was just better. Anytime, anything I feel like Christian, uh, Christian Pulisic ended up doing in that game in the first half, it just came off. I believe he was the one that'd be able to cause the assist for Ricardo Pepe. He was able to get the assist for uh, Brendan Aronson. Set pieces. The goal that Weston McKinney scored, he was the one that took that set piece. The fourth one, where Weston McKinney scores, he took that set piece. So overall, he had a ball of a game. He enjoyed himself in the first half. Um, And uh, even in the second half, he came out ready to play. Getting the fifth goal, leading our team down to a 7-1 game it was we were, we were we were extremely dominant on the left hand side where Christian Pulisic was even Gio Reyna interchanged with him a lot if one was in the middle you knew Christian you knew if Gio was in in the middle Christian was on the left if Christian was on the in the middle Gio was on the left or even Joe Scally was also making runs as well overall oof dominant on the left hand side we helped Pepe score uh, his second goal which was very solid uh, from Luca Della Torre giving out two assists on this one to Christian Pulisic on the fifth goal and two to uh, Ricardo Pepe on the sixth goal. And just wow, in my opinion, I love the finish near post, taking the run on, showing that he has a little bit of pace. I enjoyed that. And I didn't expect much from Alejandro Zendejas. Um, and I was really happy to see that he was able to get a goal. Against Granada. Now, of course, it is Granada at the end of the day. 
So nothing too crazy to celebrate about. But I was happy he was able to get on the ball with some of our A-team players so we can see how we can interact with them. And he was willing to cause a lot of problems. Um, we'll go forward, uh, run past the striker, all the above. I, I love the way he was able to play. Um, and it, it, it's a small thing, but I'm really, really happy. I saw Taylor Booth get some time. Uh, I was happy to see Johnny Cardozo. I've seen him play a few times in Brazil, so it was happening. He was able to get like 15 minutes uh, out there and get uh, some chances to get some touches on the ball. But, uh, you know, just just overall, from our 18 players, they came ready to play. They're professional, and we did it with style. God, who doesn't love a 7-1? I can't remember the last time we won 7-1. It's been a, I can, I, it's been a while, but God bless. Next game is my favorite game because we actually had a solid, solid team to play against, which was El Salvador. Uh, it was not the best uh, in the first half. We, we should have scored. We had a lot of chances where we should have scored. Played a little slow. Um, my favorite part about the game was the second half. Clearly, they go in there. They're they're definitely frustrated, but Anthony Hudson talks to the boys through of how they need to keep putting a little bit more pressure on them. And right away, once we came out the second half, we probably had like three or four chances, corners, boom, 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 pressure on them. Make sure these boys have to get into some deep waters to swim with the United States. Um, And we were doing a lot of problems. And I love the fact that the first sub that we we bring on is I believe the first sub we brought on was Ricardo Pepe. Um, and once we brought him on, I believe he scored within the next two to five minutes as soon as he got his first chance. But it wasn't just Ricardo Pepe. Brandon Aronson also came onto the pitch around the 60th minute. I think they came on together. If they didn't, I apologize. But what ended up happening is that I saw Brendan Aronson make a little run so that he can open up some space. And then Pepe made uh, his own run. And Weston McKinney was able to see that open play. And that just lets you know what type of levels we're dealing with nowadays. Where just from his first chance... He was able to create open space for him to run into it, beat the defender with a little bit of pace again, and be able to chip it. That chip was so beautiful. It was class. And it's on the borderline of hitting elite. And I absolutely loved it. For him to get that goal after not... Going to the World Cup, I was so happy for him to see that. I was so happy for him to get three goals during this uh, international break. And he absolutely deserved it. Other players that ended up coming onto the pitch afterwards, you know I want to talk about Taylor Booth. Uh, Now, what I loved is that uh, there's probably three or four times I saw Taylor Booth get on the ball. Each time he was on the ball, he was direct. He was uh, taking space. He was connecting play. 
causing crosses to come into the box that are very, very dangerous, making the defenders have to think. And he was playing well with, he was connecting well with Pepe, he was connecting well with Dest, and it was like a weird little Dutch boys huddle over there where all these boys that have played in Holland before or are currently playing understand how to link up and play, and it was beautiful to see. Because I think that link up's only going to get stronger. Taylor Booth could be used for depth. At this moment in time, I still believe that right-hand side is Tim Weah's spot to be taken. It is. And I love that we have a Taylor Booth so we can be able to bring extra firepower on that isn't from the MLS anymore. Because that's just not going to cut it. If If the United States wants to be able to have high goals of being able to hit semifinals and challenge the the big teams, which I believe we can. We need that extra depth of a Taylor Booth. Uh, Even a a Gio Reyna. We don't even know if he's going to be starting either, but we have a Brendan Aronson who can maybe even take his spot. So now we have competition where people have to be at the top of their game or they're just going to lose their spots. So that's what I love about seeing Taylor Booth there, seeing what he can do. It wasn't crazy. It was only about like, you know, I think he was on on the pitch for about 15 to 20 minutes. But that 15 to 20 minutes, I love what I saw. He gave, he was able to give Ricardo Pepe two opportunities to score a hat trick. I wish he had a little bit more uh, his his shooting boots on on, uh, (coughs) Monday against El Salvador, unfortunately. But we got the win, and that's what is the most important but I want to talk about two things after talking about those games. I want to talk about Florin Balogun and Ricardo Pepe. I would have to say the fact we saw Florian Balogun come down to spend time with the United States national team in Florida is major. Because you want to know something else? He was supposed to be joining the England under-21 team. He told them, no, I'm injured. I'm not trying to do that. He saw that England's national team, Marcus Rashford, Phil Foden, ballers, They leave the squad. They didn't even call up Florian Balogun to the England national team. Just absolutely crazy. At this point in time, he tells him I'm injured. I can't join you for international break. Then he's in Orlando. Then you see an Instagram post of him saying, go where you feel appreciated. You follow him on Instagram. You start seeing pictures of him with NBA players sitting courtside. Let me tell you, who do you think paid for those tickets? If we can get Florian Balogun. One, we're going to have competition for Ricardo Pepe. So they're going to be pushing each other to be the best they can be. But Florian Balogun is a game-changing striker. 
He's the type of striker that has balls. When his team, I think Stade Remis, playing PSG. PSG's down a man. They're an, they're an added time. It's Florian Balligan and the keeper. He hasn't stopped making runs, doing his thing the entire game. One-on-one with the keeper. Slots it in like a champ. Trots past uh, the Italian stallion. Donnarumma. Bada bing, bada boom. Florian slots that ball in. They go celebrating with the team. A week later, balls over the top. To be able to finish and get his hat trick. The hattie. Absolutely volleys into the corner of the net. This guy is top class. He'll be able to do a lot more than what Ricardo Pepe can currently do at this moment in time. 17 goals against farmers in France is very impressive. Being one of the top goal scorers in France is very impressive. And we don't know his situation with Arsenal yet. But God, we're about to have a striker that plays for a top four club. You know, in the great words of Meek Mill, I used to dream of times like this. Whew. So, at this point in time, I'm telling you, Florian Balligan is going, is going to be joining the United States pool, and I expect to see him very soon to make that switch. God bless. God bless. We're so lucky. Now, Ricardo Pepe. Oh, Ricardo. Ricky. Pepino. The, the things that goal against El Salvador made me feel in my heart. This man was able to come back. Now, let's think about this for a second before I say he was able to come back. This Greg Berlhalter person. Nah, he's, he's a man, a boy, a coach, many things. But one of the things he is not is that he's not able to see if someone actually has potential being a great striker at a World Cup. Because the fact he was able to pick Jesus Ferreira, I don't know if he's taking any drugs. I hope he's not. But if he is... I want to know what he's taking so I can take it, so I can see what he saw to choose Jesus Ferreira. Because Ricardo Pepe was doing bits for us. The runs he was making, the chances he took. Crazy that he took Jesus Ferreira instead of Pepe. And I love that this is what's going on. He's coming back a man on a mission. A demon ready to play and score goals and be be the boogeyman, Baba Yaga, of CONCACAF. This is what we need. You know, people who lose in these situations when Ricardo Pepe is stepping up. People like Haji Wright. People like Daryl Dike. Matthew Hoppy. This guy's taken over, and he's got. This is his. 
this entire this this entire international break, he has made that number nine starting position his. By far, he's the best striker in our pool. And it's the best that he's performing at this level in the, the red, white, and blue when he's hearing all these rumors about Balligan. Yo, we need Florian. We need a real striker. When he's already he's seeing these articles, he's like, what about me? I'm the guy. I'm the king. And he's showing that. Superman over here. Ricardo Pepe. Ricky Pepe. Ricardo. You remember the name. You respect him. Just the fact. Greg Berhalter did not take Ricardo Pepe. He should not get his job back for the United States. That's how it should be. <sighs> Man. And if he had scored a hat trick, which he could have. Against El Salvador. My God. My God. I'd be singing for this man. Serenading him. But thank you for that win, man. I was so happy to see us get a win against El Salvador. Now, I just want to get into who my MVP is of this international break for the United States. Personally, I was looking through this. I had three candidates. Um, I went with uh, Christian Pulisic. Uh, Weston McKinney and Ricardo Pepe. I want to go with Ricardo Pepe on this one. Three goals. Causing absolute mayhem to the other teams. Um, but Christian Pulisic in the first game, he was very influential. Basically was involved with almost close to five goals alone. Literally, from one goal, he scored two assists and two deliveries from the set pieces. Both of them being Weston McKinney goals. But this is where I want to change who I think is actually the MVP, and I think it's Weston McKinney. The ball he played into Ricardo Pepe to lead into uh, Ricardo Pepe to chip over the keeper. It was thanks to him and his vision to see that. And his two goals... Showing his aerial prowess, fox in the box. That's how our boy Weston handles his biz. So, deep down, he, he has to get the captain. He's growing up into the man that I've always wanted him to be in midfield. And he's just... Mm. He's the creme de la creme right now of what midfield need to be. Especially when Tyler Adams is gone, our captain. So he'll be the one who needs to step up when the next international break comes in. And I cannot wait to see what he's going to do and how our team's going to shape around it without Tyler Adams. All right, everyone. That'll be all. I love the United States of America and I love our national team even more. The journey, the goal. And the mission is 2026. The goal? Bring it on home. Win it. Let's explode this sport to be bigger than it ever can be. And I believe these few steps are making me deluded enough to believe it could be possible. May it be a semifinal, quarterfinal. 
We can be better than 2002. Alrighty, guys. My name is Amani Omieno. You guys have a wonderful day. And this is the SEAL Team 2026 Podcast, Episode 2. Peace be with you. Bye-bye.